Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pro Football Playbook, presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network, your source for team news, draft needs, player profiles and rankings, full senior bowl, combine, and NFL draft coverage, news, analysis, discussion. It's in the playbook. Now, here is your host, sports journalist Bill Alpstead, and featured analyst Keith Myers. Let's turn our attention now to part two of the uh, podcast and look at defensive prospects in this draft. Um, Combine is a a great opportunity for these guys. There's a lot of athleticism on the defensive side of the ball in this draft. And um, we're just kind of go through the position groups of, of taking a look at guys. Is there anybody that stands up to you uh, on the defensive line or at defensive end that you're really excited to see out of this group? I'm really excited to see um, where Perry, what Perry and uh, Winfrey does uh, because he just looked great at the senior bowl and was a guy that kind of was down on the list uh, of defensive tackles and a lot of boards and then just came out and everyone just had to take notice. And I want to see how he tests and can he continue that uh, kind of momentum of jumping up draft boards because he sure looks like a guy capable of doing it. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, And, you know, I'm also kind of looking forward to seeing what a guy like Travis Jones, who is, you know, 326 pound nose tackle, if he can test well enough to give people that thought that he's more than just a guy that eats space, right? Mm -hmm. Can he, um, you know, can he actually move uh, the pocket a little bit and, and, and create some interior push? Um, because if he can, you know, that he shoots up the draft board a little bit because guys, his size uh, and his ability to, to be a run stuffer um, you know, are nice, but they're not as coveted as the guys that can move the pocket. So if he can show some of that power, some of that, the, you know, that footwork, that speed, um, then he's a guy that will climb up draft boards fairly quickly. 
Yeah, I view like a Josh Pascal out of the University of Kentucky in in the same way as far as being able to move up into the in this draft a little bit just because of his athleticism at two hundred almost two hundred eighty pounds, six three, but runs a four seven five. Teams will covet that size and speed combo, especially teams that play you know a five tech uh, based defensive end on one side. Um, he's a guy that can definitely fill that role. Comes equipped mm-hmm. with some pass rushing ability right out of the gate. Um, guys like that are going to be coveted. The, the other guy I really want to see in this combine, just because, is Jermaine Johnson. Um, showed out really well at the Senior Bowl um, at 262 pounds, six five, but runs a four five zero forty at that size. And if mm-hmm. I want to, I'm interested to see where he comes in at weight wise. If he hovers still around the 260 range, or if he tries to get lighter for some reason, or if he ends up, you know, somebody's told him if he comes in at two, you know, 275, it's going to be a better look for him because he can show the scheme diversity uh, uh, being outside and sliding inside at that speed. That would be so coveted. He's already going to be coveted. He's one of those guys that just blew up the senior bowl, unstoppable, mm-hmm. unblockable. So a guy like that, if he shows and tests well, it'll be very interesting to me. So I'm I'm keying in on where he comes in at weight-wise. Well, and I'm doing the same thing um, at, with for Drake Jackson out of USC. Um, you know, 6'4", yeah, listed at 250, and he's got – He's got speed too at, a, at, a, at a, also a four or five zero. Yes. He's a guy that to me that could um, be that oversized strong side linebacker who because he runs so well um, that you could see him you know setting an edge rushing the passer doing tons of different things coming off that edge um, and mm. and just being really fun and <laughs> really fun and, at the next level. And the thing about Drake Jackson that nobody's talking about yet is he's not even twenty one years old yet. Yes, he won't be twenty one years old until after the season next year mm-hmm. agreed it's, so i mean what's not to like about that i mean t- to me that moves drake jackson into the equation of being in the first round like you're gonna does. go up and yeah. get that guy um you know before he gets out of the first round so you have a fifth round option because mm-hmm. he's, he's young he's, he's young absolutely he, he's that good young his body isn't even finished uh developing into what it's going to be he's going to only get better over Uh, the next two or three years and that's not just coaching that's just you know as he continues to grow um and get stronger he honestly he's a guy that i would i would look at um if i was drafting especially late in the first round which means you're a team that um you know did pretty well and so you can get production out of a guy but don't need him to play on, on every down um, because you've already got talent around him, man, you could you could do far worse uh, than a guy like that. Or if yeah. you're a team team like the Eagles that have three first round picks um, all in the middle uh, to late parts of the draft, do it. You know, yeah. <laughs> you won't be yeah. disappointed. Yeah, and uh, you know, and if you're gonna be later on, if you're gonna be in the in the second round, I think um, after the, you know, say pick fifty or so. You're going to be looking uh, at a poor man's Drake Jackson in Boy Mafe um, mm-hmm. out of Minnesota. The 255 pounds, six four, runs a four five six. Had an extremely disruptive Senior Bowl. That's a great value back there as well. And if you t- if you go through the interview process and you go through the medical 
and you look at the intangibles, you may end up liking a prospect like Boy Mafia even even better. You know, it's just it's one of those things where it's just going to be, um, you know, you just have to go through the process. But the thing about Boy Mafia is he's literally three years older than Drake Jackson. You know, yeah. that's that's just huge. It just is. It is. And so what it's showing you is that um, while they're they're similar height, weight, speed kind of things. <clears throat> and so their their floor is about the same. Uh, Mafia's ceiling is lower because he just he is developed as where he's going to be. I mean, he's not going to get he's not going to get significantly more athletic. Right. He's only going to go downhill from here. Whereas um, with Jackson, you could see him, you know, actually getting faster or, or quicker or stronger. Well, the, so. the thing about Jackson, which I like better than Mafia, you know, regardless of the age, is the fact that he's just more scheme diverse. Jackson, Jackson's a guy that you can drop back into coverage. Mm-hmm. He's just got that ability. He's already got that spatial awareness, all that kind of stuff, diagnosing defenses and so forth. Boy, Mafia is used to just running forward um for the most part in in the defense in minnesota so it'll be interesting to see Majay sanders is another guy and the you know pretty yep. much the same mold as well um so there's there's a lot of guys in in this draft that are that are interesting anybody a little later maybe a guy like uh d'angelo malone yeah um who's a little bit more undersized and a little slower but still looked awfully good at the senior bowl so he's a guy that i think is a work in progress he needs um he needs to end up on a team with a good uh, DL line coach that can teach him how to use his hands better and not just rely on, you know, the fact that he's taller and, and longer than, you know, offensive tackles because he won't be at the next level, right? He was at Western Kentucky and, um, but at, at, in the NFL, he won't be, he needs to learn how to use his hands. He needs a rip move. He needs a, um, a swim move. He just, just has none of that developed yet. Um, so he needs a good, he needs a good coach and he needs some patience because he's not going to be particularly productive as a rookie. So how about, okay. So if you had to choose, you were the draft guy, Fidarian Mathis or Perian Winfrey, and they're both neck and neck on, on everyone's draft boards. Typically Winfrey easy. That's an, that's an easy pick for me. Um, Winfrey is a guy that gets upfield and is super disruptive. Super um, long too. He's he may not be the he's not going to be as good against the run, um, because he's going to get pushed out of position. He's because he's going to attack. He's going to jump into the gap and get upfield. And teams that are smart can trap him and you know uh, seal him and 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 create a lane uh, for the running back. But he's going to be more disruptive against the pass and it's just a more valuable skill set. Um, and I think that guys like him that can get up the field consistently, um, and make it so quarterbacks can't step up in the pocket and get real pressure yeah. on the quarterback from the oh. inside. They're rare and yes, right. they're, and it's more valuable. So I would take, I would take Winfrey, um, in a heartbeat, uh, and, and not even question, even if Mathis is a more complete player. Sports fans, look at the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. 
If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $1 on any NFL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and over minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So uh, what are your thoughts on the linebacker class coming into the combine key? So uh, the linebacker class this year is, it, it's a really interesting one for me because I don't see, um, I don't see a guy that I'm dying to jump into the first round to take um, except for maybe, you know, like Nicobe Dean. Um, but even then, I, I'm not sure I'm going to take him super early. Uh, but there is a lot of speed in this mm. group. And so if mm-hmm. you're looking for um, mm-hmm. off, off the line of scrimmage, linebackers, guys that can get sideline to sideline, that can yeah. cover deep. If you're going to run a cover two and you need that middle linebacker that can get depth for you, there is a lot to like in this draft class. A guy like Brandon Smith, who are the four four zero at two hundred and forty one. He's going to be like he's going to be fun to watch at the combine. He's going to he's out, but on and on the field he's going to be all over the place. Um, and he was so good. I mean, really, his senior year he was a standout. Mm-hmm. You know, he had like uh, thirty. No, hundred. I don't know how many. What was his stat line? That was pretty impressive. I mean, he's he's a guy that's going to be an outside linebacker, but he could play all over for you. But he's he's run into the below four four range, yeah, like in the four three eight range. And he's a guy um, that a four two five shuttle. He's a guy which is crazy agility. You can he's going to be an outside linebacker, so you're going to bring him off the edge at times, but he can also slide over into the slot. Um. It when in need be and um and pick up that uh you know running back that comes out uh of the backfield and ends up lining up in the slot you just slide him over and let him cover he can do it um it's really valuable player and in, in that he can do a lot of everything and that kind of speed at linebacker is yeah rare it's just yeah. rare um and he's not the only one i mean adam anderson out of georgia he's undersized at 230 but he's also got that kind of speed um and a guy that i like as a um a weak side linebacker who's covering tight ends and stuff downfield and, and just using that speed to his advantage. And I think he could be a, um, another really valuable player. And for some reason he's, you know, down on draft boards a little bit. Well, so. it's because Georgia was loaded. <laughs> and he uh, was part of a rotation situation, you know, it's, uh, but we, he was from a national champion, you know, so it's, it's one mm-hmm. of those things where he's, I think he's going to be valued more as, as the process unfolds before the draft i think he rises brian yeah, Asimo is the same guy he's a little less yeah. he got a little less speed but very instinctive had a great senior ball channing uh, Sam, kendall out of georgia yes so speaking of georgia he's even yeah, more yes. undersized at 223 um but again you know super fast super quick um fantastic athlete. 
yeah, you know, you're going to be able to move that guy around a little bit. He's more of a defensive weapon guy. Yeah. 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 Sam Williams, I was going to say from Old Miss, is another guy with a lot of speed. That's at 265, 6'4. He supposedly runs in the 449 range, mm-hmm. which is t- tremendous. Yeah. You know, so yeah. So, and, you know, and then you go into more traditional linebackers. You know that are that are tackling machines, sideline sideline guys, guys that are good diagnosing guys. This is a really deep class for linebackers. So you're going to be able to get linebackers for your team. They're going to be uh, special teams guys, guys that are fill in rotations and even starters into the third and early fourth round. I think. Yeah. How about safety group, Keith? Okay, so the the safeties in this class, like there is some some high end guys at the very top of this draft. Um, Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame comes to mind um, <laughs> that this guy's going to go probably top 10 and look yeah. like an absolute, um, you know, stud. Oh uh, my gosh. From, I from love Kyle one. Hamilton. He's my favorite player in this draft. Yeah. Uh, I, you I, know, I, I think he's, I, I, I can see it. I mean, he's, he's a guy, he's at 220 pounds, six, four, he can, he runs um he's not maybe not as quite as fast as um as i think some teams would want out of their out of their free safety at running like a 450 uh, i think he's going to run faster than that at the combine and that's going to help him even more but at that size he's got the size of a strong safety he has the instincts and the coverage ability of a free safety he's super scheme diverse yeah um, he's not going to play free yeah. safety all the time he's going to be a weapon for a team and teams are going to disguise him move him around mm-hmm. similar to uh, uh in fashion like with jamal adams in seattle uh previously with the jets i think he's going to be that guy where he plays a little li- outside linebacker sam linebacker rushes off the edge blitzes uh plays in the box the strong safety can line up in the nickel um and and then drop deep into in a too high coverage um is he going to be your single high safety probably not no probably not, not. With that speed no, no the sing- I, the, I think his skill set is wasted as a as a single high your single high safety if you want to if you're drafting a guy and you want that needs to be daxton hill out of michigan um 192 pounds is a little on the light side at 60 but a 42740 um, if he comes in and runs that at the combine, that'll be close to setting ju- a record at the combine. He is going to jump up draft boards for that speed alone. Um, and because that's that is and a guy, he, and he can jump out of the gym. The guy's already yeah. has a 43 inch vertical in his resume. Yeah. I mean, so this is a guy that's that's going to be, you know, super athletic, can, can cover all the ground you could possibly want him to. Um, so this and, guy is not a hybrid guy that's kind of in fashion in the in the NFL. No, he's strictly no, a free safety. This is a an, an Earl Thomas um guy that's going to be your back end um free safety that just roams sideline to sideline can get into position super quickly and make plays that you just don't expect guys to make. He's like how did he get there? He was too far away. Um but <laughs> right? yet there he was making the play. Um and, and that's the kind of uh, that's the kind of player he's going to be. He's, he's, he's your deep back, um, for, you know, center field type of guy, not a guy that you're going to rotate up near the line of scrimmage, not at 192 pounds. He won't, he won't survive, uh, doing that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There's, this is a great safety class too, mm-hmm. you know, where you've got Jalen, uh, Petrie, Lewis sign, Kirby Joseph, 
all those guys I would love to have. Brian Cook, um, Cam Taylor Britt is a guy that can play both um, corner and We haven't even safety. mentioned Jaquan Brisker. Um, yeah, either. well, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jaquan Brisker, absolutely. Um, and, and all these guys have 4-4 four, four speed. You know, 4-4-5, four, 4-4-8, mm -hmm. four, 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 something like that. Um, Verone McKinley is a good guy that you're going to be able to find in the third or fourth round in this draft. Bubba Bolden, um, you know, yeah, there's just a lot of talent. I think everyone's going to be able to, if, if you need a safety in this draft, I think you're going to be able to find a guy if you're willing to go out and spend, you know, a, a fourth round or earlier pick on a guy. Um, cornerback class, Keith, this, this cornerback class, I think is pretty pretty decent overall but not thrilling at the top well i like um derek stingley stingley jr as um, an elite corner at the top of this draft i'm a little um, worried about his injury history fair that's that, that i mean i'll give you that but as far as his tape and his um you know skill and and, and those kind of things at 6'1 195 runs sub four three um <laughs> sub four three is, that's just nuts. It's that's, absolutely I mean, it's nuts. Um, he's a guy that uh, honestly, he's. <laughs> you have to just have him uh, on your list as a top would ten you pick. And yeah, would you spend a top ten pick on a guy that's only played, you know, ten games out of the last two years? Uh, he'll probably drop a little because of that. But God, it's so hard to turn away from that kind of talent. And just know what he could be. Um, so how there, about the how about the best cover corner in the in college football in Care Elam out of uh, out of Florida at one ninety six six two runs a you know mid four four forty, but he's one of the best physical kind of. He's almost got a safety mentality in a corner body. Mm -hmm. He's a guy I I like him. I think he is a guy that um, for the right scheme. Um, a zone. Well, I mean, he's a he's a good cover corner, but the the way that he tackles, the way that he comes up and wraps up, um, his ability to, to to do that kind of stuff. If if you're a cover two team, you gotta love him too. Um, I do wonder a little bit, you know, with his um, you know four four seven. I mean, that's that's not great speed for a guy who's yeah, thought Richard of as Sherman a speed though. As a guy who's a man cover, yeah, but Richard Sherman was a zone guy. He's a a, a cover three. He played a lot uh, of man. specialist. He, he beat oh. up a lot of players off the line of scrimmage, though. Too true. They put him up at the line of scrimmage to jam, but then they dropped him. You know, once he jammed the guy, he dropped into cover three. That was kind of his thing. Speaking um, of a, a corner that I thought was going to be a, more of a jam guy, that was going to be you know as top rated, that I think is going to fall because of his measurables is Roger McCreary out of mm -hmm. Auburn. What do you think yeah. about Roger McCurry's prospects here at the at the combine? He's gone from looking like a back of the first round pick to being more of a third round guy um because, you know, a T-Rex will have longer arms. Um and that's it's unfortunate because he's a guy that I think has gone people have thought of and, you know, as being a, a guy that could play on the outside and and whatever come into the, the senior bowl, measured his arms, and everyone's like, whoa, he is going to struggle as a slot corner. Um, and that's, yeah, that's, he's got that's eight, eight and seven-eighths hands. His arms are measured at 29 inches, basically, mm -hmm. with a 70 and five-eighths inch wingspan. He just doesn't have the length that teams covet. 
um, for an outside. Corner. So what he's are you going to? He's got to be a slot guy because you can't. He, he just wouldn't physically hang with eighty five percent of the receivers in the NFL. You, you line him up against, um, you know, a guy like Julio Jones, and literally they would they could just he would run out ten yards and stand there, and then they the would problem, throw the ball. The over. problem is, is he is he has been one of the best man and press coverage corners in college football. You know, so he does have an element of tape there. There's just going to be, he's going to have to be very scheme specific. Yeah. All right. Um, you know, one of the uh, the team, one of the college teams that um, has you're going to see hear a lot about when it comes to cornerbacks is going to be the University of Washington. It's going to have two players go. Mm. Um, probably. Who do you like better, Kyler, Kyler Gordon or or McDuffie? Or I yeah, actually, I actually, yeah, I like um, I like McDuffie better. Um, he's not as fast, um, and he's shorter, so he's 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 got those. But just watching him, he's so sticky in coverage. He's fast enough. He's not too. Yeah, he's not handsy in any way. He's just really sticky in coverage, and is just always in, seems to be in the right position. Kyler Gordon at four three five has more recovery speed at six foot, um, and he's got longer arms. So he's got that. Uh, if he does get beat, he's got that recoverability where he can you know, get back and, and still make a play on the ball and that kind of stuff. So Kyler Gordon's, gonna... Gordon's got that wide receiver experience too. Yeah. Where he's going to he... be a ball hawk. Yes. I think teams are going to covet Kyler Gordon, but I kind of like Trent McDuffie better. I just think he's stickier in, in coverage and he's going, it's going to be hard to complete passes to his side of the field. You're the GM. Uh, McDuffie or Andrew Booth Jr.? from Cincinnati um I know (laughs) I'm glad I made you pause for half a second I like Andrew Booth uh, too oh there god those are both good players yeah actually all three of these guys that we're talking about and you can throw um Elam in the mix who's in that same range Mm -hmm. It's, it's it's a good group of corners at from you know starting at the first pick around two or maybe you know the 28th pick in the draft down through the end of round two and the beginning of round three, there's just a solid group of guys. So and let's talk about, let's talk about them. the third or fourth round guys. Um, a guy in particular that I'm really looking at. Um, well, there's a couple guys. I mean, Mario uh, Goodrich uh, out of Cincinnati at 186, six foot at four, four, five speed. Mm-hmm. He's expected to go in the third round. A guy like uh, Tariq Woolen um, is, one of my favorite players is a physical freak he's just he just is and i say that with love (laughs) he's one of my favorite players in the trap six he's long six thirty three and a half inch you know arms 80 inch wingspan i mean yeah goodness gracious guy jumps out of the gym he He also played for you down university of texas san antonio um well that's the uh, thing right and so he's gonna he's a he's a project but a project that is going to make everyone else in your defensive back room during meetings feel self-conscious because of how physical he is. He topped out at 23 and 0.33 miles per hour on GPS. Keith, that's faster than um, DK Medcalf running down, uh, whatchamacallit? Buda Baker. Buda Baker in that uh, Cardinals game. Yeah, last, was it last year or the year before? It was, I think it was the year before, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, but that was just... like twenty two point seven nine. This guy uh-huh. ran a twenty three point three three. What? That, that, 
and that's actually my comp is that uh Tariq Wolin <laughs> is is the DK Metcalf of defense. Um <laughs> because hilarious. he's that size that he's just chiseled, he's an athletic, just crazy freak. But um, you know, DK Metcalf when is the last pick around too, because you look at his tape and you're like, okay, he runs good in a straight line. That's it. And then you know, the yeah. Seahawks were like, nah, he's more than well, that. and he they, didn't have any production. Like him. he had 23 receptions for 500 yards his senior year. Yeah. And you're like, they made it, they had him run in a straight line over and over again. <laughs> yes. Right. And he so, had the neck, he had the neck thing, but that helped. Um, yeah. No, this, this guy is 6'4, uh, 205 pounds, broad jumps 11, 5, ran a 4, 3, 4, 40. Um, you know, he's going to, he's going to end up having, I'm sure, a, 40 inch vertical or more. Um, I'm expecting this is one of the guys, 43. This is one of those guys where you, you tune in to watch the cornerback group and you're, you're literally looking for this guy mm-hmm. um, because it's just so much fun to watch. He'll be, now, he'll whether be, he'll he's be a, easy to, he'll be easy to find when you're looking at the group of cornerbacks because he's well, the, like, he'll be the tallest of the group and the most chiseled. Well, like the <laughs> last, last year, Keith Melifolanu was uh-huh. kind of a the similar situation where he was the athletic measurable guy out of the combine that everyone was talking about and he got drafted pretty high and then had a marginal rookie season what do mm-hmm. you think about somebody like this do you just go ahead and take this guy for the upside and then you worry about teaching him how to play cornerback or do you look at his film and go i don't want to overdraft him i see something there but it's not special that's why he's going in the third or fourth round well i think you have to you have to draft the guy knowing he's a project knowing that you his rookie year he's gonna it's gonna be a marginal year um but it's his second year his third year when he is going to make you look good for drafting him um you brought up richard sherman earlier guy you know didn't play his first six games as a rookie um, only got on the field because of injuries to uh, all the guys above him. But look who he ended up being, right? Um, you got to draft Woolen in that third round range, expecting that he's going to play special teams. He's going to get a few snaps here and there. Uh, he might get pressed into service late in the year as a, um, you know, an injury replacement. But if you're drafting him to start week one, I think you're making a mistake because he's a project. He, you have to teach him technique. You got to teach him, you know, um, how to use his feet properly, how to, um, you know, not have those extra steps at the line of scrimmage, um, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's more of a project. I think he's going to be a really fun project. You know, um, I will say that McShay, McShay comped him to Antonio Cromartie um, as as being like a press man, cover corner, lock, lock down one side up the huge upside potential. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, McShay ranked him as, as the 11th overall corner and the 68th prospect overall. So he's not looking at him as being a, you know, mid fourth round pick. He's looking at him being a back into the second round, back in the second round, first couple picks of the third round. That's, and that's in that range that I think is probably a good fit for him. I just personally, if I'm drafting in that range, I want to be drafting a starter. I need a guy that I can depend on now. Um, if I've got a pick at the end of round two, um, and I don't want to be drafting a project. 
at the end of round two. That's me. That's personal. I think that, that, um, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers agrees with me, uh, in that he wanted, <laughs> he wanted a starter in, in, in the second round and not a project quarterback to be drafted. That wasn't going to help the team win, but, uh, <laughs> right. Right. Um, but that, right. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of it's the same idea. You're talking about drafting a guy who's going to be a special teamer primarily as a rookie. That's not a guy I draft in the second round. Interesting. He's okay. still my he's still probably my favorite player in the draft. A guy that's <laughs> a guy that's ready to play that's got it's not obviously not going to test as well, doesn't have the the this straight line speed and so forth, but as a physical corner that's going to be able to press, play man is Martin Emerson. I think he's a little underrated at 6'2", 200 pounds, runs a 4'5", 540. Richard mm-hmm. Sherman ran a 4'5", 540. So, you know, plenty of speed to play in, in the right system. In the right system. You that's just need that's to, part of it. Yeah, you just need to draft correctly for that kind of guy. Yeah. Um, anything else? Do you want to talk about kickers and punters? No. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk about those guys. How about long snappers, Keith? Come on. Any team that drafts a long snapper, um, uh, even in the seventh round, I'm sorry, you can, um, you should, you're not going to be employed uh, as a GM for very long. And that's really um, all we need to say right there. That pretty much yeah. covers it. Yeah. So. All right. Let's no, get out of here. I'm, I'm not a specialist kind of guy. I, you can, I can see teams drafting a kicker in round seven um, or, you know, that kind of thing. Or but not. That's it. Or not, right. because kick, kickers right. you can get um, after there's, the draft. There's certainly special cases. You know, there's teams that will draft punters, uh, guys that are just special, you know, that 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 completely mm-hmm. change the field for you and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, some of those guys are worth it. But um, I don't see any of them in this draft. All right. So that's two shows worth of shows, back to back mm-hmm. to back to back to back. So, um, <laughs> yeah, nice, fun, good conversation. Uh, everyone should have a great time watching the combine. It's one of my favorite times of the year. I always look forward to it. I'm glad it's as big as it is. So it's all televised. Um, I wish there was some way that you could get, uh, be a fly on the room in some of the interviews, um, and some of the mm-hmm. tests, you know, the testing that we don't see as far as the physicals and stuff, just because, um, you know, a lot of things are said in there that, that tip the scales when it comes to, um, you know, the end of April when teams actually make their decisions and we just don't have access to that. And sometimes uh, we hear about questions that are asked that get coaches in trouble. Um, I, I heard that they were coming down on that a little I'm bit. Sh- talking to you, Mark on Manuel. <laughs> um, I heard that so, they were, they were, there's a, yeah, basically, you know, they need, it needs to stick to the football side. Yeah. They're going, well, they're going forward. So, yeah, they need to. There's no more, you know, eye stirring contests with, yeah, all that kind of stuff. All right, so um, I think that's it. So the next time we see you, we'll have the combine done, and we will have uh, performances to talk about. So that'll yeah. be that'll be super fun. That'll give us Absolutely. just one more um, bit of data that we can add to the pile and get closer to really evaluating the prospects as thoroughly as possible before the draft. So, and then we'll be right into free agency. So free agency will start mid March and uh, that whole process 
and the trade markets and um it's a great time to be a football fan right now it i love the off season we, we love the off season all right it's a lot of fun let's get out of here find keith at uh myers nfl on twitter i'm at alpstead nfl the show is at pf underscore playbook on twitter find us on your favorite podcast platform and subscribe as well as youtube we have a youtube channel you can see us uh, do this live every week we don't edit the show once we push record button that's what you get so um until next time take care guys bye thanks for listening to the pro football playbook podcast follow keith at myers nfl bill is at altstead nfl the show is at pf underscore playbook listen and subscribe on your favorite podcast app or youtube and at our website, profootballplaybook.co.